Hey everyone, welcome to Cinematically Scarred. I'm your host, Cast, and we're here to today to talk about movies you watched when you were way too young, but you did it anyway. Tonight, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Tessa Ehrman. Hello, hello. And we're also joined by the boys from Effin Rager, Connor Clifton and Ned Gale. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for having us on your very first episode. Yeah, it's an otter. Of course. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing good. We're excited to talk about this movie. I yeah, know. feeling chipper. We are too. So, I guess to get things started, uh, we're going to be discussing John Hughes' classic movie from 1984, 16 Candles. But before that, I just wanted to ask y'all a quick question. Uh, what was the last movie that really left a pretty dramatic effect on y'all? Ooh, that's a good question. I have two. Two? Yeah. What are so, they? one uh, was one I rewatched recently and I hadn't seen for, gosh, almost four or five years it was fantastic planet the 1973 Ooh, animated yeah. movie and watching it in high school or maybe it was junior high i was like oh this is fun and then watching it now i'm like oh i can relate to this <laughs> um, but the animation like i don't know it just gets like better and better and it talks about like this obsession that humans have with like enslaving like pets and then they do it in a way where it's like aliens enslaving humans so you feel bad for the humans even mm. though the aliens are like really cute so you're like <laughs> oh i don't know um so that and then a new movie that i saw a couple months ago um with you cast midsummer oh yes i saw it three times in theaters oh my god i only saw it once but <laughs> i would say that's probably my answer as well midsummer is the last movie that i just like could not stop thinking about and yeah. it, images aside <laughs> that get stuck in your head i was just like in it strangely relatable victim <laughs> yeah. was good my answer joker oh, <laughs> uh, i i really love joker as well i that oh. that would be oh. third oh, on that's what you're yeah i wanted you to do it with me so we could be like joker we're radicalized now oh <laughs> uh, i do it to my dog a lot because she's got a really stretchy face i'll be like Phoenix, and she'll just sit there you want to know how i got these stretch marks <laughs> So yeah, good. I think uh, Joker and Midsummer were the two movies. Yeah. Or Parasite was going to be my other Parasite, answer. That yeah. movie, have I you guys seen, seen that seen yet? It. No, no, I want to. It is so phenomenally done. The messages. What would you say the message is necessary? A parasite? Yeah. Kill the rich. Yeah. Don't even bother eat eating the rich. them. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, it's definitely it's a class movie. Perfect um, execution of it, too. Like, I don't know. Ugh. So yeah, Very good. I have a safe answer, and I guess my safe answer would be The Lighthouse. Because it was overall pretty weird. Um, so the last half really stuck with me, including the ending. But I have not seen it yet. So please, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. talking about. I'm, I've seen it. It's high on my yes. list. Yeah. Cass and I talked about it. Yeah. It starts as chores, the movie, and then it just transforms into something else. But no, I'd say my fun choice is Charlie's Angels. Um, <laughs> Wait, which one? Yeah, which, what year? 2019. Wow. <laughs> I was really rooting for it, but when I was watching it, I was just like, I can't. I can't get behind this anymore. <laughs> the song that, was it Lana Del Rey? Don't Ar Call Me Angel. Yeah, it came on my... Uh, uh, I have not heard that song yet. You want to throw me a bar or four of... <laughs> Don't, don't call me angel. Yeah, it's the OG song, but like Ariana Grande and it's Lana not, Del Rey do it, right? It's it's. Do they do it like a slow version of it or anything? So or is it like how's it? Yes and no. It is Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. Wait, wait, wait. You said old school song. There's no old school version, of this. isn't it? Are you thinking of Independent Woman by Destiny's Child? <laughs> Maybe I am. 
Because I was thinking maybe they like put lyrics to the Charlie's Angel theme song. No, the original theme song I don't think is in it. It's all Ariana Grande. What's the original Charlie's Angel theme song? Charlie's and Angels. Ignore him. It's what I just did. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, but no, it's a pretty upbeat song until Lana Del Rey comes on and it's just. That's it. <laughs> was there a cool explosion while that song was playing? And then walking she throws away, a like, knife at the end of her verse. Ooh. <laughs> uh, womanhood. That's all I can say about the video. Uh, no, it's a bad movie and. It just sucks that it's bad, but we'll move on. <laughs> Anyways, so I say we get to discussing our movie, 16 Candles. Let's do it. All right. So to give a brief summary, it's a movie about a girl. Her name is Samantha, played by Molly Ringwald. It's her 16th birthday, and her family completely forgets because her sister's getting married. And I will say her sister looks a lot like Bonna Del Rey. Yeah, she's going to be coming back this whole Wow. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Yeah. Last night I was like, who did she remind me of? And it's honestly, Lana. I thought Jennifer Aniston, but now that you mentioned Lana Del Rey, I see it. I think it's both, if they like mashed them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That facial structure, it's very yes, particular. Yes, the cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember like seeing that movie before Lana became big and then seeing Lana and be like, oh my God. They act the same way too. Yeah, because she's like, even uh, on the muscle relaxers. Yeah. Especially, I would say, especially on the Extra muscle dainty. Um, And so, while her whole family is forgetting her birthday and her sister's getting married, Samantha has a super crush on the mega babe of the movie, Jake Ryan. Uh, we'll talk about him later. And then also, she's being constantly harassed by a nerd who's named. Farmer Ted. I don't know why he's named that. Maybe we'll figure it out by the end of this episode. Named Farmer Ted, but I, I believe credited as the, the geek. geek. Yeah, he has two nicknames. Yeah, we we looked it up while we were watching the film, Ned and I, and I thought, oh, this guy's name is the geek, like the child or the Mandalorian, yeah. and it was not that at all. It's geek instead of baby farmer. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was hoping other characters would have names like the jock or something like it would be like very like no, the Greek chorus. They're all normal, and then Farmer Ted. <laughs> I think John Hughes is so in love with that actor that he was like, you know what, kid, you get two nicknames. I don't think I could name his names in any other movie he's in. Anthony so, Michael Hall. Well, yes, but what like is what other like character name names in, like, he had? Breakfast Club. Or, he, he played um, Dead in the Dead Zone. Never seen it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he was, was Tim Zone. <laughs> I don't know his name in Weird Science. His name in Edward Scissorhands is Jim because he's dating Kim. That's how I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know any of them. No. Anyways, so to get down to the meat and potatoes of this, I first saw this movie when I was eight years old. Uh, my cousins showed <laughs> wow, it to me. Wow. Um, and it was funny because, like, my mom gave us total permission to watch this. But then I just remember my cousins were only a year older than me and two years older than me. And I just remember them, my mom telling them, don't let Cassidy watch this one scene. And I was just like, what scene? <laughs> and so we were watching it. And then at one point, there was a shower scene. And my cousins just scramble. And they pull a blanket and put it over the TV. I had already seen everything by then because it was just so <laughs> abrupt. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but, like, the rest of the movie, no problem. I got to see everything else. <laughs> yeah, I was mm. going to say. Mm. Mm. Interesting. 
Uh, the first time I saw this movie, I was maybe 22 or 23. I saw it at the Miller Outdoor Theater for like their Summer of John Hughes stuff. No, I must have been 21. I saw it with um, someone I dated in college and like her family. And they really, really liked John Hughes movies. And I had only seen Ferris Bueller and I suppose Home Alone <laughs> and Uncle Buck <laughs> to name a few. Yeah. Um, but like, I hadn't seen his big ones, the Brat Pack ones. Mm -hmm. So that was my first time viewing it. Wasn't impressed. <laughs> but also I couldn't hear anything because yeah. it's Miller Outdoor Theater. So seeing it last night in our stereo system was quite a different experience. <laughs> but I'll get to that later. You really hear the sound effects. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, I must have seen it when I was 12 or 13. Uh, my sister was like, oh, my gosh, you have to see this great movie. It's like the best movie I've ever seen. And she's a little bit older than me. And she was like, it's called The Breakfast Club. And I was like, oh, okay, I like breakfast, whatever. <laughs> and then we watch it, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, well, I like, really like the style of all of these, like of, like the whole movie. So I wonder what else he did. And then I was like, oh, Ferris Bueller, fun. And then I saw Sixteen Candles. It was probably my third John Hughes film. And I was like, wow. This character is me, the main character, Samantha, because like <laughs> at that point I, w I was living in the country and like I didn't really like know how to talk to people my age because like I was already antique shopping with my parents. So <laughs> I was just it was very foreign to me and how she's just so like awkward and just like you guys. But what about me? I was like, you know what, Samantha, I get where you're coming from. And then from there, like I probably watched all of his movies like within that year. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. yep, yeah. Nice. Do you do you have a favorite John Hughes movie of I, all of them? If you I watch do. it all in succession, yeah. I Pretty in Pink is my favorite. Um, I cut my hair because Molly Ringwald had short hair at one point in high school. Um, but that was definitely my favorite because she, I don't know, just the that character is so relatable. I feel like for a lot of people because she's like, well, I really like this crowd, but I really like this crowd, and like I'm torn. Um, and mm. in high school, I think I watched that movie every week for at least two years straight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was like your life. It was. You <laughs> wanted your own ducky. I did. And uh, I conveniently date someone who looks very similar yeah. to him now. Just a little tanner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, yeah, I saw um, uh, 16 Candles. I was going to say Pretty in Candles. <laughs> I'm just a cake. Uh, I thought I saw so much more of that movie when I was younger. I saw it. My sister must have watched it when she was like. 17 16 probably 16 i'd imagine so i was like nine or eight and i remember very distinctly the shot uh the first when we were first introduced to our friend long uh of him flipping his head down and i was like oh uh and i remember a few other scenes of the movie but watching it last night i was like oh maybe i've never seen this movie before so last night oh wow <laughs> that's pretty impressive though. yeah i've seen breakfast club a thousand times but other than that, not too many other John Hughes movies. I mean, like, I guess the comedies and stuff, but not too many of the Brat Pack movies. I like, think, I've never seen Pretty. Or, is yeah. St. Elmo's Fire Him, or is that just the same no, area? that's Joel Schumacher. Okay. Different. Um, <laughs> uh, different vibe. I, 16 Candles is, I'm going to have to say, it remains my favorite out of, like, those three, Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles. Um, as an adult... I'd say my new John Hughes movie is Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. Cause That's him as well. Yeah, yeah. There's so many I don't know were directed by John Hughes. We wrote them. 
He might have directed that one. I don't Pla- know. Plane Strains is, is directed, because I was looking, he's only directed a couple movies, but he's written like a gajillion. Uh, so for directed, 16 Candles was debut. Oh. Wow. Breakfast Club the next year and Weird Science in the same uh, year. Directed Weird Science? Yes. yes. No idea. <laughs> then yeah. Ferris Bueller the next year, then Planes, Trains the year after that. Then she's having a baby the year after <laughs> that. <laughs> then Uncle Buck. Yeah. Then Curly Sue. And then every Airbud movie. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Buck and uh, Ferris Bueller are my favorite on that list. Yeah. Absolutely. Ferris Bueller is definitely one of my tops. I uh, do love that all the movies he's directed has like the most incredible like cartoon sound effects as yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know about She's Having a Baby. <laughs> Haven't seen that one. <laughs> when the um, baby comes out, I was like... One can hope. So I guess as an adult re-watching 16 Candles, I still have a love for it, but I think the more I re-watch it, the more dialogue I hear in this movie that I'm just like, yikes. <laughs> definitely. I definitely think, because I was an adult when I watched it the first time, the difference is that now um, social justice and wokeness has entered the national conversation yes. in a way that makes me much more cognizant of what's going on in this film. Yeah. Um, a lot of moments that made me pull on my shirt collar a little bit, yes. and it was, I don't know if it holds up necessarily as an adult, but it definitely doesn't hold up in 2019. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like, when I watched it as a teenager, all this dialogue kind of went over my head because I kind of heard same conversations going to high school, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. I didn't condone it, but it's stuff, stuff I was exposed to so like it's it's super relatable like mm-hmm. i could imagine being a 16 year old and watching that yes. like, oh man this is me jake doesn't like me yeah <laughs> um but no that's one thing i like the one thing that i still love about this movie is like samantha's like crush in this movie is just completely relatable in high school i was into a guy that like i had absolutely no chance with but i was constantly being harassed by nerds because I had the same interests as them, which is not the case in Molly Ringwald's c- circumstance, but it was for me. <laughs> there was a lot of Farmer Ted's in my way junior year of high school. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think. The the character I've only seen one character in cinema that made me realize like, oh, that was me in high school, and it was David Spade in PCU, where he's the head guy in the yuppie frat. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that was pretty much me. Or like, you know, people are too PC. Like, I was very snarky and more conservative-minded. So that was definitely... I've never seen myself in a teen movie. Yeah. Even super bad, as much as I loved it. I was like, I understand it's dynamic, but I am not these characters. It's like movies like that. The dialogue they have is like, no one talks like that. I was going to say, super bad might be the closest to how I talk to my friends. Yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, for some of us, I guess. Well, yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) I think that's a good thing, though, Connor. Like, to not be able to relate to, like... (laughs) characters in high school movies especially this movie yeah yeah yeah, watching it i (laughs) saw it maybe last year but then we watched it earlier today and there were so many times where Cass and I would just look at each other and be like, oh, no. Well, while we were watching the so, movie, we, yeah, we on several occasions were just like, man, this is like very Cass and Tessa. Like, this is so Cass and Tessa. And then <laughs> yeah. there's a part <laughs> where they get on the bus and those nerds point guns at them and oh go, direct hit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, they really nailed us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, and there's us. <laughs> yeah, every time I went to like the turbo dorks, I was like, oh, well, there's us in high school. <laughs> there is one scene at the dance scene where like Farmer Ted's trying to dance with samantha and there's this it's the guy with the weird red sunglasses 
he's by himself, and instead of dancing... Are you talking about Wheeze? Is that his name? <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was Amazon Jerry or something Not like that. No, you're thinking of, there was a guy named Montrose Jimmy in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was like, how have I never met a Montrose Jimmy no, living was, in Montrose? It's Jimmy Montrose. Jimmy Montrose. Jimmy Montrose. There's a guy, and he's just in the background, and he's just like standing there, like totally like statuesque, and he's just... Snapping his fingers, I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> but you know that video at the club. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, I didn't realize it was his first directorial debut, John Hughes. I, yeah, I didn't realize that until I did. Knowing oh, that, I very impressed, because yeah. there were a lot of moving parts in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, and imagining trying to keep like all these rowdy teens like contained and focused. Mm-hmm. That kudos yeah. to him. He he had written a handful of movies beforehand, so I think he had like a good idea of how to structure. Like I guess like okay. move a scene around, I suppose. Or maybe he's, still, yeah. Maybe he was a substitute teacher, and <laughs> yeah. he was like, "I know how to deal with these brats." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like to a certain extent, though, like I can relate to Farmer Ted when he's trying to like awkwardly dance and just be himself, but he's so awkward that like he doesn't know what to do besides dance. Oof. I've been there. <laughs> I think the scene where he's pretty much like talking to himself, like his, he's like, my mom tells me if I want to go get something, like, I just have to ask for it. I'm like, yeah, I guess I kind of agree with that. Just not in this circumstance. Definitely. Yeah. I think he took the wrong approach a lot of times. <laughs> like the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, I remember this character, like what I, do you remember of that movie being charming but i'm watching this i was like oh my god he has he his highs like and his grabbing lows. her yeah yeah he needs to keep his hands to himself <laughs> i do love the line where he's like if my dad's all right with it she's coming home with me it's like, <laughs> 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 i did write down my uh Problematic lines aside, because there's tons of those. Yeah, yeah. But a line that uh, wasn't necessarily problematic, but really pissed me off, was when um, Jake Ryan is talking to his girlfriend with the blonde. Yeah. Um, and she says, "We'll be the richest and most popular adults in town." <laughs> and Ned and I both went, "Oh!" <laughs> I, I hated can't wait it. to grow up and be popular and rich. And <laughs> like I understand um, being popular, like being something important in high school, but to think like we'll be the most popular adults in town <laughs> is so stupid. That's Ugh. a good band name, Popular Adults. Hey, <laughs> writing it down. Um, I was gonna say what one more on Farmer Ted. Okay. Oh, wait, Dave, Ted, Grant. Farmer, Farmer Ted. Ted, Farmer Grant, um, <laughs> Farmer Ned. Uh, I did appreciate that, like. Everyone was so uh, disgusted by this guy. They're always pushing him away. But he did have this moment. I think that's where I found it most relatable was where he's sitting down with them on the bleachers. And that's where we have Jimmy Montrose and all them. <laughs> and he's like actually cracking everyone up. And they're still like, you should leave. The but other you two can tell don't they, leave. They, kinda, they like yeah. entertain him. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. That, that felt very relatable. It's like, at least you can make him laugh. <laughs> I also like the scene at the end where he gets the picture taken. And he wants to like look like a total stud, and it's just like the corner of his face. That was really oh, funny. Yeah, you would move hard at that. Yeah. I think that when we did our feature film, Tear Your Heart Out, the last scene when we took a picture, we were inspired yes, by we that had a because picture just like that. Oh. Because yeah, there's a lot from that movie that like inspires us, just yeah. like as. Like with comedy and creatives. Wow. Yeah. It's a creative collaboration. Together. It brought Four us all together. <laughs> and here we are. I forget. So for those, uh, 
do you can you tell people about that movie? Yes, because it brought us all yeah, together. I was, I was thinking friends. a lot about it last night when I was watching the movie. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, oh, good, yeah. <laughs> there was even a party thing. Oh my goodness! Did you not put any of that together? I was thinking, no, I was <laughs> zonked out of my gourd while we were watching that movie. <laughs> you came in in the last half of making of the movie, so. yeah. And I directed a hell of a scene. Yeah, yeah you did, <laughs> and it was like about to storm too. <laughs> oh, but, I ran with it. Oh, Beautiful what sky. Year was, was that twenty? We started. We, we had the idea in twenty fourteen to make a film. Oh God! Um, <laughs> we didn't get start making it until twenty fifteen because we had a big struggle finding our male lead, which eventually <laughs> Ned Gale got the part. Yeah, <laughs> I was vending at Bohemios, and you were vending like across the way, and I was like, "Yes, he could be Drew." And Cass was just like, "What?" I was like, "I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm gonna ask him if he wants to be in a movie." That was an exciting day. Yeah, I cool new friends. Yeah, <laughs> you guys messaged me about being in a movie. I was like, "Oh, cool. Did you guys know I act?" You're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I like, no, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> and then you seemed unsure, and then I sent you like a almost 50 page script. Yeah, no, and I read through the script. I was like, "Wow, this is actually a movie." It was, yeah. it was very impressive. But, I took uh, one semester at Texas State. And I dropped out, but I took screenwriting. Hey, hey, there you yeah, go. Exactly. Get knowledge when you yeah. drop out. <laughs> and so the pretty much the movie is a big love letter to 16 Candles and then Kevin Smith's Clerks. And if you watch it, it's on Vimeo, by the way, if you search up trashy films. Um, you can really see that the dialogue is totally based off of, like, Dante and Randall from Clerks. And then, like, the whole, like, love story is very much... 16 candles to the point where we're constantly calling your character Jake, Jake Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where the cuz it was my character and the whole time Drew is like that's not my name. Um, but yeah, there's which worked two, out good yeah. because yeah. at the time I was like, Who the, I had to Google Jake Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> reading this year, I was like, oh, 16 candles. It's all okay, part okay. of the plan. It all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> well, my friend who's in it, Chris Beard, whenever he heard the name Jake Ryan, he's like, you mean like Hannah Montana? And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, she falls in love with a guy named Jake Ryan. Is that who you're talking about? And I was like, no. Oh, you mean Jack Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just like kind of taking it all in and thinking about that movie scene by scene. The party scene, how you got so many of our friends and performers in town to like just do one-off kooky mm-hmm. characters. I'm like, yeah. yeah, this is very John Hughes inspired. I'm seeing it now. It's wow. That's what we do. We're, we're actually magicians. Yeah. Man. Well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now I got to revisit that movie. Yeah. Specifically think, my scenes. <laughs> right? I do think the main difference between our creation and 16 Candles, though, is definitely like we were very careful with um, the dialogue to where it could still be relatable, but not be as so um, aggressive. We do show a MAGA hat in it a lot, but I promise y'all it's a joke. Yeah, and the, the beautiful thing about that is, like, that I feel like that was before, like, a huge amount of the political drama. And now watching it in 2019, I, every time I see that hat, I get so mad. And I was I mad at the time, too. Yeah, which character wore that? Was it long time? That was my brother. <laughs> I also played a, uh, a conservative guy in that. I had like a big conservative rant in it at yes. one point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. About Ronald Reagan. Guy. Yeah, about Ronald Reagan. Wow. Wow. Don't go watch that movie. No, please watch that movie. Skip, skip that scene, please. It's in the Criterion Collection. You have to get the secret scene. I'm about to be canceled. We won't let that happen. We won't. Oh, thank you. It's You're art. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, I totally didn't uh, improv that scene. Oy. I wrote that scene. Don't worry, I, y'all. If I recall, you were reading it from a manifesto that you wrote. <laughs> you had it under the table and you're reading directly from it. 
Let's talk about scenes you loved in this movie, Ned. <laughs> oh, scenes I loved? Yeah. Hmm. I love any. So- Anything with John Cusack, right? <laughs> yeah. John Cusack it's, was very good in it's this. It's great to see him as like a dork. <laughs> a young him, dork. Him and Wheeze. Uh, I think that, that kid's name was Wheeze, right? Mm-hmm. Or Snarf? Yeah. No, it's Wheeze. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, really, I was going to say, I really liked the party scene, especially when they first walked into the party scene. The nerds get in there. I love how everyone was accepted into that party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was a very like, yeah. who cares? We're all partying, which... We, if you guys didn't know, we do a show called FN Rager. That's actually what it's about, is how partying. Oh, partying I actually there. have a question for y'all. Okay. Since we're talking about it, yes. since y'all are Rager aficionados, how do you rate the party in this movie? <laughs> we give it. <laughs> did, we, did we have a bit plan for this? I thought we did. We have one for the oh, for, for the, the movie. We uh, have, we'll get back to you. We'll get okay. back. <laughs> we no, as for the party, yeah, it was great. That, okay. yeah, that is a I, certified rager for sure. I have such a soft spot for like party scenes in movies, mm-hmm. like, in, in any movie, because I think it's just a fun time for them to throw every like wacky idea. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of ideas that are like sitting on a notepad for years. It's like, if I ever have a party scene, there's got to be what was the the very end when the party's oh, over? Oh, with the pizza, the on, pizza the on the record player. player. That was oh. like phenomenal. The, yeah, the tape tape player is leaking, the and heads. the strings going down, and it's on the pizza. Like so what? much as that was good. I was gonna say the scene I really just enjoyed was when those those kids walk into the the party for the first time. And it's like don't do anything stupid, and there's that big wall of cans, and it knocks down to reveal three of the biggest dudes holding cans. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect one shot. <laughs> what I really liked about that party scene was yes, everybody was allowed in. And Superbad has a really cool party scene, but it didn't really do this. Where, like, at the Superbad party scene, especially in the adult one, like, everyone's just kind of hanging out together. It's not sectioned off. Whereas what I loved about 16 Candles party scene is that it was, like, the nerds were in one room, the jocks were in the other. Yeah. Like, everyone was allowed in, but go to your own room. Yeah. <laughs> go to your zone. Which, which let's be yeah. honest, pretty realistic. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find all the dorks. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, we oh, here's, here's the N64. I'm hanging with yeah. you guys. At one point, everyone is gathered in a hallway to watch a girl get half of her hair cut off. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> which is actually pretty realistic yeah. for her party. <laughs> And, like, I was talking to Tesla about it, to, to, like, when we were watching him, like, there's, like, not anyone who could have convinced Jake Ryan to open the door because her hair was stuck in the door. Just for a second. They were raging too hard. They didn't think. That's how it goes. You only think of the problem in front of you, not the solutions around you. Here's the question I want to pose to y'all. What did y'all think about the aftermath of the party when Jake Ryan looks around and it's just one of those, like, huh? Wow, kind of reaction because his house is trash. It's we saw something go through the ceiling and floor. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. was a bowling ball? Yeah. No, no, it, it was, was the weights. Yeah, because yeah. oh, yeah, they were working. Long out. Duck Dong's girlfriend was working out. <laughs> he took it too well. It seems like <laughs> yeah. he was more mad at his girlfriend th- th- about being a partier than his whole house being destroyed. Or his whole his whole parents' house. His whole parents' house yeah. being destroyed. Yeah, what do his parents do? They had a roll yeah. voice. Oil and gas? Turbo me. <laughs> well, so, yeah. That was the question I had, because like I said, I was a little uh, not in the clearest of minds while watching this. Did Jake Ryan mention anything about his background? No. Or? No, his parents were out of town. Jake, Jake Ryan didn't have much description besides he's hot. And his yeah. parents are out of town. And he says like nine words in the movie. Uh, and then wow. maybe ten. Six of those words are very problematic. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, when he's talking to Farmer Ted and Farmer Ted's making those awful drinks for for both of them. They, it, A shaken martini? <laughs> it was just all vodka he put in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I... The, 
are we gonna address what Jake Ryan did? Are we? Oh, gonna, yeah. Are we just well, gonna straight I, I think up? Think we ad- need to hit because I know you have plenty to say about Jake Ryan. Uh, yes, um, I'll start. I always, like I said, when I watched this when I was younger, half the dialogue went over my head because I was, especially with Jake Ryan. I'm like, he's hot. I don't care. And so, <laughs> do you think he's hot now? He's got good eyebrows. So, <laughs> how do I say this? That's what a mom without... tells the kid when they're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Your neck doesn't look too tight. <laughs> I think you're very handsome. He is very attractive when he doesn't open his mouth. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then point. he's hot because yeah, he doesn't talk hot. much in his yeah. movie. Um, when I watch this now and he says that line about my girlfriend's passed out upstairs. I could violate her ten different ways if I wanted to. Now I'm like, God, <laughs> you could have. That line didn't need to be in the movie. I mean, yeah. it doesn't help what happens afterwards. I mean, that's not as bad as that comment. It's still bad, but it's just for me. It really takes me out of the movie because that's like horrible to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's the kind of line that would come out and then the rest of the movie you'd realize like how bad this person is yes. and then she yeah. goes with the right guy but it, like it didn't end up that way he was still like the ideal man <laughs> and it's i don't know definitely it bothers me well there's like he gets plus one point for saying it instead of doing it but then like <laughs> negative like 500 points for thinking it and saying it out loud like it, it really just rubs me the wrong way and it it's so weird to me too that like it's one of those moments where you wish, like, somehow Samantha could hear what he says when he's not in front of her. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, yeah. I, I've known so many people like that also, like, in real life that, like, I'm just like, this, it just, it's always made mind. me wonder after the movie, I feel like it didn't work out between them. Probably not, but she had an okay birthday. Yeah. Um,. Oh, what was I going to say? It's that type of situation in real life. If you're talking to this hot guy and he makes a comment like that, you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom now. And you don't go back to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I got to. It's that pregnant Mm -hmm. pause. And you're like, oh, I got a phone call. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Well, I just found out several of my loved ones are in the hospital. So I got to head out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now we got a comment here for a favorite scene. Uh, James says Joan Cusack trying to drink from a water fountain with her orthodox. Oh my that god! Joan Cusack. I didn't realize I it was Joan Cusack. Doily yeah. sweater. Oh, I want that sweater. Yeah. Oh, the sweater where she wipes it with the, the dress. Like, yeah. <laughs> that She's was... in the bus scene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I really expected her to uh, develop a crush on the geek. <laughs> Because uh, they were the only three on the bus, and I have expected him to like look at her and her just be like, hey, like smile at him. Not in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> no, if it's a John Hughes movie, she'd get a total makeover for no reason, and she'd end up with the jock. Yep, that's typically what happens in most of them. Everyone's fate is sealed. Yeah, like when she goes with the dishwasher in uh, Pretty in Pink. Huh? Blaine. <laughs> oh, he's a dishwasher? Yeah, that's Imagine what Ducky it. calls him. That's an actual dishwasher. <laughs> I think oh. we're, yeah. Whoa, this is pretty big sense. <laughs> trippy. Ned, we were on the same page. It's like Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Can we talk about Long Duck Dong? We can. Ooh, yeah, let's talk I about counted, the duck in the room. <laughs> I counted eight gong noises throughout uh, the whole movie. <sighs> yeah. Uh, big with those sound effects. Used them maybe at the wrong time with the round sound effect. It's Definitely. I, I definitely read up on the Wikipedia page, played by Getty Watanabe, who does not speak Japanese, 
but he just like does that character for the majority of his roles. I had only ever seen him in two other movies. That was Gremlins 2, <laughs> and then he was a voice in Mulan. And Mulan 2. He was in Mulan 2? He was in Mulan 2. Yeah. Wow. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> what, uh, what? Who does he play in Mulan? I, I'm not taking he, a guess at that, he man. Plays, <laughs> I know the tall, skinny guy. The tall, skinny guy. Because she's like, her three friends. The yeah, there's one? the short one, there's the oh, big one, oh, okay. and then the tall, skinny one. Man, yeah. I haven't seen Mulan so long. It's pretty good. I loved that movie as a kid. I just saw Bob. Yeah. That was oh, him. We saw him on the street earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob's always on the street. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we were parking no, we and he was on the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah, that sounds like him. We saw him walking in, not on the street. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> so, one of the things I read up about Long Duck Dong, by the way, uh, Ned made me write this down last night. Oh. No, wait, don't say it yet. It, okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about him first right. before well, we talk yeah, about yeah. that. Don't, I can't do a dumb pun yet. So he's wildly offensive. Um, I looked up a lot of reviewers said, is it a stereotype? No. <gasps> it subverts stereotypes and leans heavily into comedy. Mostly like old white guys like Roger yeah. Ebert oh. <laughs> said it was like, okay. it was hilarious. It's not racist. It's funny. Mm. So it definitely is the infantilization of the Asian male yes. leading them to just like, it's not offensive. It, it's it's bad. Yeah. It's a yeah. stereotype they no matter what. Gong every time he shows up for the first like nine scenes, it seems like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The defense can't be that an Asian man played him, especially with this trivia that Tessa has. Yeah. Yeah. So when he first started out, like he's, I think he's from Arizona and he like doesn't. Utah. Utah. Okay. He's from Utah. I knew it was someplace very dry. (laughs) Very dry and very conservative. Yeah. Yeah. And like he went into the audition room like and spoke with that accent, even though like when he just talks normally, he doesn't speak with that accent. And then when they, at first, like, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. We love it. And then when he spoke without his accent, John Hughes was like, no, 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 no. Use the accent, dude. It's way funnier. And everyone was like, okay. He never felt any remorse or guilt about this until very, very recently when someone uh, confronted him at an art museum. And, yeah, an Asian Asian woman confronted him and was like, this completely, like, why would you do that? And that was the first time he ever really thought about the consequences of this role. Yeah. And now he's like, he doesn't do that accent anymore. So I think he had a moment. Yeah. You live and you learn. Yes. Yes. Good. It's about growth. (laughs) Now, a scene that could have saved his character, (laughs) I found, is at the dance, apparently there was a rap that Long Duck Dong did that, quote, got everybody happy and dancing. And I've got uh, three lines from this, which is, I like Coca-Cola, Lady skate roller, mm. rock and roller, and that's all he that's all he shared. But he hoped that was if they ever skate roller or skate roller, <laughs> probably it had to be all uh right. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to enunciate it how he would have, <laughs> but uh, this is what he wrote, and he said that if they ever release a like director's cut or a full deleted scene stuff, he's really hoping that it is included <laughs> into the film. I love that. It's like, yeah, they should put it in. It was really good. I killed it. So one thing I do love about his character is that his girlfriend. Like, she's probably, yeah. like, she probably doesn't get, like, a lot of attention except for, like, athletic things, like, in school. And, like, mm-hmm. she gets all this, like, love and praise yeah. from this small man. Hey. Character portrayal did not like 
his character storyline might have been my favorite one. Yeah. Like, I love that he came to America. He's like, this is what partying's all about. And I he's think like, lovable wrecking that scene actually that's another favorite scene is where they wreck the car and it's like up like they, they, the tires aren't yeah, on they, the ground they never yeah. show you the car he just gets out gets his girlfriend out they, they do like a funny like handshake high five thing and then it zooms out and you see that it's a car wreck and it keeps zooming out and you see the car that's been wrecked has a couple making out at it this is pretty good I love that the burger tray from the drive through <laughs> yeah. is still like on the car as well is so good yeah it's very I, I'm trying to think of other characters like that who who did Sean Penn play in Fast Times? Oh, I can't remember his name. But yeah, similar similar. Bimoni, a character who just like appears every few scenes, mm. and his like art gets crazier and crazier. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I I think that's a good trope, not done very well. In yes, this. <laughs> not portrayed well at least. Yeah. And that's what I have to say about Long Duck Dong. Yes. Ned. Oh yes. So there was another scene. <laughs> <laughs> quickly backpedaling on this. <laughs> now, there's another scene removed from the movie at the end of it. He actually does stay in America and he becomes very successful. He opens up a seafood restaurant. Is this a bit? Long Dong Quackers. <laughs> so, last night, what Ned told me was write down Long Dong Quackers and remind me what it means tomorrow. What does it mean? It's a His Long John Silver's duck, and it's a play on Long John Silver's. Long time. <laughs> so, what would they it. serve at this restaurant? I know you said seafood, but like yeah, hush puppies. That's, that's it. it? Yeah. <laughs> it only serves hush puppies. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, you can see the food, can't you? <laughs> Next, <laughs> where's my soundboard? <laughs> well, besides Long Duck Dong, what scene sticks with you a lot? Cass? Oh my gosh, forgetting her birthday. It's never happened to me. But I grew up in a household where my brother got the most attention. So there had been times where I accomplished something and no, like I didn't want praise, but I just wanted a little acknowledgement. That's all I needed. Like I became the editor in chief of my high school yearbook and my parents were more excited that my brother made track. Mm. <laughs> so def sports. definitely that, that whole like, the situation where like she's having problems and everyone's like i just think you're being really selfish like that just resonates with me 100 percent with all my family yeah i feel that this movie definitely captured on a lot of teenage themes yeah like for someone who's an adult he really was able to tap into something that i guess is universal mm -hmm. throughout time i wonder how old he was when he directed this movie i don't know i think like Kind of old. Yeah. Well, he started directing, like, in his, like, late 30s. Something oh, like okay. that. Hmm. Maybe. Wow, yeah, 1950, born. Oh, wow. Um, so wait, what year is it? That's one big thing I love about it. Again, like, her whole crush. I'd probably say my high school was a lot like that high school. It was just pretty ridiculous. I never went to any dances, but there was one moment when I was a sophomore where some kid's got phone got taken up. And he started a whole riot throughout the school. He got <laughs> his group of friends to bring water balloons in. Oh. Not where they, they weren't just water balloons, but they were filled with pee. Hell and, yeah. Pee <laughs> um, <laughs> pee poppers? <laughs> so at one point, I'm walking to sixth period and I hear people screaming. So I, I'm not thinking it's a water balloon fight. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Because a stabbing had happened at my school. Right before I came, I'm like, I'm not dealing with it. So I ran the class, and then I hear 
like once everything had settled, it was a water balloon fight with pee-filled balloons. And then it, somehow he got on the intercom. Whoa. <laughs> what the hell? Is this kid the Joker? <laughs> now I'm interested. And he said. Want to know how I got this pee? <laughs> um, he got on the intercom and said, hello to my fellow students. I just want to say I smoke a lot of weed and I have a big wiener. And then he got off. <laughs> oh man, I would lo- I would do the exact same thing. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard a kid do. <laughs> I bet he'd never even smoked pot before. He was just like, "This is gonna make me sound way cooler." What? Uh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> Wasn't there also like a was it ladybug epidemic too at your school, or some kind of bug? that might have been in the FAA building, but I was oh, not a part okay. of that. So. <laughs> Man, I had a story about uh, getting my phone taken away, uh, relating back to how I was very like that David Spade PCU character. Uh, so my phone got snatched up, and when that happened, you had to pay a $30 fee to get oh, it back. Oh, yeah. $30 in high school. Exactly. So I took a coffee can from the teacher's lounge. Um, I went in there sometimes. And uh, I yeah. put. I, I, I told everyone I was raising money for the Liberty Fund <laughs> to restore value to our uh Life, liberty, and uh, right to property. And I got like 80 bucks. Especially when I told them, like, because they took my phone. People were like, yeah, I hate this school, man. (laughs) I got a lot of money. I bought my phone back. But this story had a happy ending. I gave it to a church. (laughs) Oh, felt, I felt, I did feel bad about lying. (laughs) Okay. Mm. And then all the nerds in this movie, I knew probably... Every single nerd in 16 Candles, I knew someone exactly like that. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of characters that I could yeah. like, yeah. I either knew or I was like, that's also me. <laughs> I got to ask you, Tessa, you got a pin on with the geek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for noticing. So, are, are you a big fan of Farmer Ted? So, yes and no. Uh. But a couple years ago, Alamo Draft House and Vintage Park, may it rest in peace, mm. um, was showing a movie party of 16 Candles. And I can't remember if I went by myself or with my sister, but I was like, oh my God, we have to go. That sounds so fun. And, um, the person hosting it is Andrew, super yaki stuff, and I didn't know who he was at the time. And he was like, oh, you can either be like Team Jake Ryan or Team Farmer Ted. And I like saw that there were like a lot of Jake Ryan pins taken. I was like, I'll get a Farmer Ted. And then before the movie started, he announced, he was like, oh, by the way, only one person picked a Farmer Ted button. <laughs> so I was like, and there she wow. is, right there. No, he didn't point me out. He could feel my anxiousness. Throw your popcorn at her. Oh, no, wow. No, yeah, I used yeah. to work at Alamo. Don't ever throw popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's the story of this pin. It doesn't um, come out very often, but I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll wear it. It's just so large. I'm like, yeah. it gets in the yeah. way. My seatbelt gets caught on it. Um, but you can I wear would... it to a, like a paintball fight. Really, Ooh, really come out on yeah. top. Next time I am doing a paintball fight. Yeah, I do that every week. Um, <laughs> but I need to put on a backpack. But it's it has weird kissy marks on it though, and that's like the only thing that like bothers me. You don't want to kiss on him if no. you were of age? <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, he's either, like, looks like a baby or he's, like, super beefy. He, like, the actor really has no in-between. Yeah. Um, and I liked him a lot more in Breakfast Club than Sixteen Candles. Yeah. He we, was more relatable. Yeah. We just got a uh, trivia question here uh, from James. It says, who remembers what? 
the geek had in his pants pocket. So I thought it was a battery, but it's mints. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he what cares about fresh breath. Yeah, fresh breath is a concern in my daily life. Yeah, because at first, like, they're... I he f- tries to force himself onto Samantha. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then she's like, I don't want to see it! And he's just like, it's mince. Mm. Man, that scene... So, many inappropriate advances, but the way they navigated it, like, I, that might actually be my favorite scene of the movie, because, I like... The, when they're in the car, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, it's really relatable. <laughs> it's it, extremely relatable, just like the way it's like <laughs> so many disagreements and kind of the way they navigate through that conversation and kind of yeah, I love work things out the like, oh. the way it starts too when he like leans on the shelf and it, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done that so many times. I actually did that this past Friday. I knocked over a bunch of glass. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, it is. A, it's a great scene though, and I. It's one of those things. For me, like I wonder, like how many takes it took, or like they're like maybe it was just the first take because the like one and done. Well, because John Hughes, like he was like definitely known to like help, like really inspire like all of his actors, and like there's a lot of scenes from his movies where like it's the first take. So I wonder yeah. if that's a part of it. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's gonna lead me to the question: If y'all were going to this high school i think do they go to Shermer in this one we're gonna say yes in the <laughs> john hughes oh. cu um if you were going to Shermer high school uh smash or pass jake ryan and farmer <laughs> ted let's all go around tessa you start um i think it would depend on the day <laughs> uh, but i would pass on both oh nice. yeah i would how about you, Connor? <laughs> um, I would probably smash Jake Ryan if I hadn't heard how he talked about people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard how he talked about women. I don't know how he talked about men. But <laughs> probably just fine. He, he's a real hunk. Uh, you were right about the eyebrows. They're yeah. very striking. If he's in his gym shorts, smash. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love that scene. Yeah, real beefy hunk in that scene. Um, with a really old friend. Yes! Like, oh my God. Jake, yeah. Jake Ryan lo- already looked old, and then his friend was like, his 40 me, year old. a guy who's 14. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, the, do you guys notice the wrestling happening behind with them? The it's this child. grown man and this child. Yeah, yeah. they're doing the pull-ups, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah, yeah, he yeah. throws this child on a <laughs> yeah, mat yeah. in the background. There's uh, a lot of great background visual yeah. gags in this movie. It's great. Um, but I would probably pass on Farmer Ted. Wise. I think yeah. I would probably... Smash Jake Ryan mm-hmm. just for the sake of smashing Jake Ryan. <laughs> okay, just for the notch in yeah, his bed. Right in the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm gonna say I'd pass on Farmer Ted, but I feel like in high school I'd end up dating someone like him anyway. So okay. I have to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. When you put it that way, if high school Tessa, yeah, was if, asked, if this is an M- MFK uh, situation, <laughs> then he's, he's a solid M for this guy. Jake Ryan, Farmer Ted, Long Gun Tong. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, oh yeah, FMK. Yeah. Uh, okay, kill Jake Ryan. Ooh, marry Farmer Ted. Oh. You would F long duck dong? Dude, did you see how passionate of a lover he was? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He, was, he was the most so tender man tender. of the entire movie. The way wow. he hugs her. Yeah. I, I, he's a sweet. You just want to F him so you can pitch long duck quackers <laughs> or long dong quackers. No, I don't imagine that'll ever come up between us. <laughs> you never know. I'm surprised it still came out today. <laughs> <sighs> what about you, Cass? I what, just said yeah, well, long duck oh, dong. Yeah, with, with, with MFK. Oh gosh. Um, 
Mine's gonna be bad, probably. <laughs> I'd F, probably. F, oh. F. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'd probably marry Jake Ryan because I want that money, his parents' money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but would man. you divorce him and then be like um, Anna Nicole Smith? He's not that old. Mm. <laughs> He's not. I mean, 90. I bet he is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, that still works for my kill, by the way, getting that money. <laughs> I'd, I'd marry him. And then I don't know. Have affairs. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Affairs with that's Long Duck Dong or Farmer Ted. That I'll get to that. Uh, I'd probably f Long Duck Dong. Yeah. <laughs> and then kill Farmer Ted because even though I've been kind of defending him this whole episode, he still gets on my nerves. So <laughs> yeah. the, especially the bus scene. It's like just leave her alone. <laughs> what about you? I think. I would be, do the same as Cass. F Long Duck Dong. So tender. Um, but also, I think, marry Long Duck Dong. And then kill Jake Ryan and Farmer Ted. Oh. Hey, double down. Yeah. All right. Long, du- Long Duck Dong do it together. Like, this is us now. It's like yeah. natural born killers. Love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, so, as we're wrapping up, I wanted to ask y'all one, well, second to last question. And this is a fun question. Okay. Uh, let's say... They are. They just announced they're gonna remake this movie. Ooh. Who do y'all want to star in it, and how do you think it would fit in as like a 2019 teen comedy? Like, would it be mm. a super bad or would it be like a book smart? <laughs> so I definitely would want Jake Ryan to be. I don't remember the actor's name, but Sad Boy Harvey and the Netflix Sabrina. I was going to say Ooh. the eyebrows. Yeah. None of y'all are going to know who I'm talking about, but Jacob Alordi from Euphoria. I don't, his name is Nate in Euphoria. He has the look and he has the same but more problematic persona as Jake Ryan in Euphoria. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't know any younger actors. So it's to, okay. Do old ones. To play Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Or Jake Ryan. <laughs> um, the new one has Jack Ryan in it, too. <laughs> yeah, um, Ed Asner. <laughs> yeah, oh. I'd, I'd pick Ed Asner uh, to play him. Um, to direct it? Man, I was thinking about Elizabeth Banks. No. No? No. I mean, she did Pitch Perfect 3, right? You're, that's another L on top of another L. <laughs> I like the first two Pitch Perfects. <laughs> I, I know she produced them. and We'll get Olivia Wilde to direct this movie. <laughs> See, okay, but I I didn't think, I didn't like Booksmart. I didn't either. What about Bo I Burnham? I didn't see it. See, yes, yes, I thought about Bo choice. Burnham. Yeah, because eighth grade was phenomenal. Yes. And he nailed it. But that was eighth grade. <laughs> and this is high this is school. High school. Is he ready to graduate middle school? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have casting or directing uh, suggestions for this movie, but I think it'd be cool to see like a uh, gender reversal on the the like pining because you don't you don't oh, see yeah like, like, like the well, popular you saw super bad yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's plenty of Actually, movies yeah, about that. You know what? I take it back that wasn't smart at all. <laughs> Anyways, there's a role reversal where it's called Long Duck Quackers. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. Yeah, I want to see the uh, Long Duck Dong miniseries uh, that they have on Netflix coming out soon. It's him uh, having to pay for all the damages from the movie. And, and all the different like odd jobs. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a gig economy, but it's Long Duck Dong. But he still has to mow Grandpa's lawn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He still lives with the grandparents. I love that they were treating him like a oh, house servant. We haven't talked a lot about the grandparents. And they're like, I... he, he cleans the clothes, oh. he does the dishes. Like... 
Ugh. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> the grandparents, all of them, really stressed me out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the grandparents were pretty awful the in the yeah, film. Yeah, aunt uh, feeling her up at the beginning. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Ugh. I've never experienced that, and I pray for anyone who has to deal with that. It's too much. <laughs> um, who would you want Samantha to be, Cass? I don't know. I don't either. Um, maybe I should just stick with my Euphoria cast, Zendaya. No, okay. uh, that would hey. be cool. Yeah, I, would, I love Zendaya. She's so. funny. She great, yeah. Yeah, she's really, I mean, I haven't seen Euphoria, but she killed it in the we Spider-Man movie. all yeah. of Euphoria to be in this 16 Candles remake. You just want Euphoria okay. to do a special episode. <laughs> Called 16 Euphoria. It would be sadder. 16 Euphoria. With really good music. I'm okay, okay. with that. I think if it's done the right way, it would it would fit and hold up really well. I think it could be remade today, but yeah, it does ha- beg that question: would it? How would it fit? Would it fit more into this like sort of more woke comedy sense, or would it play it? Oh, it has to. Yeah, yeah, it, it has, has to. Or else, like, don't. Well, make not it. no, like as in like you take away Long Duck Dong, every dialogue about rape, but would it? I guess play it. Would it play it too safe? I no, guess. Do you because, take that away or do you teach lessons? Yeah, I would, Cause, cause I would like, say like I, I said, like when he lessons, first made yeah. that line about, he's like, I could uh, do whatever every which way to my passed out girlfriend. Like, well, I think that's the moment. Well, that's not the exact <laughs> moment where he changed it, but that, that's the moment where I thought it was going to go a different way because yeah. I'm used to stories moving that way. I think they could get away with uh, having a long duck dong type because Arturo Castro in Broad City, who plays Jaime, mm. like that's a very well done yeah. uh, immigrant character. And I think you could do that again. I mean, obviously you can't have a movie like this in 2019 with woke culture going on. Yes. But you also, if you did redo it, you would not be able to ignore like the rise of the alt-right or Trumpian yes. people. Yeah. Like, you'd, you'd have to... Like the dynamic would still be there, yes. But I don't. I think it would be more uh, holding a mirror up instead of like it's ironic, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. <laughs> I just read the comment. Yeah, <laughs> what does it say? Grandpa totally polluted the bathroom. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, we talk about Samantha's little brother. brother. That guy's a sociopath. When he is smoking the, <laughs> the pretzel, <laughs> Ned did say that's the most realistic part of the movie. <laughs> This is the most I've ever related to. Him. Like, uh, just smoking pretzels. I did that. I, I did that. I did that. Yeah. That kid was insane. Oh, <laughs> he was yeah. a pervert. He was. A, uh, I did not enjoy him. He and he's a bad actor. Yeah, he had the same face the whole time. Too. Yeah, just mm-hmm. that, definitely like, a sociopath. <laughs> Wait, when he what was his last line of the movie where he's like walking away? He's like, "Oh, you're only." I think he said something about like, "You're only eating pretzel or carrots, so your pretzel grow bigger." That's in the like, beginning. Oh, I think beginning. when like the mom and Samantha are having the moment because the mom forgot the birthday. He's like, "Who died?" Yeah. <laughs> like, who di- yeah, he said, "Who died?" And then he walked into his room and I was just like, "Well, time to go punch geckos and wet my pants." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So we've talked about our remake, but for this, like, you know, original movie, would y'all watch it again? Look, Ned and I talked about this, and we have a review for this movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to hear it. We, we give, give it six, six out of teen candles. <laughs> That's a pretty good review. Yeah. But no, I probably wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd wait a bit. I would probably watch it with a more clear head. Or if I got, I don't know, tapped to write the remake, then yeah, I'd probably review it again. 
We all get tapped to rewrite I it. just saw Hell Lindsay's yeah. comment, and if he was casted, I would throw up and I would not see the movie. He is gross. Don't ever watch his Snapchats, y'all. Who? Who's it? Uh, Noah Centennial? Yes. Who's ne- that? Never trust a Noah. He's in this Netflix movie. Yo, he- Ark. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Wait, is he in that Netflix movie that we watched, that weird rom-com? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the, da- the dating app one. To all the boys I've loved before. He, he did that one. Yes. Uh, but he also did one where he's like a gigolo in high school who was like, it's called Perfect Date or something. Yeah. Where he's man, like, I'll go on a date with whoever. Well, because he lived in Connecticut yeah. and he wanted to be a Yaley so damn bad. So he's like, oh, I'll just become a gigolo. And then there's this woman who's like, I'll help you. And of course they fall in love. Um, <laughs> I had a good time watching it, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Don't I- watch his Snapchats. That's all I can say. I cannot Ooh. quote what he says. Oh, no. <laughs> Is he like, Problematic? It's not problematic. It's gross. <laughs> oh. Like pee pee poo poo, or because I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That's like Jar Jar Binks. It's like <laughs> oh, the best Star Wars character. It's I don't know. All right, all right. Rated stuff. All right, all right. I would watch it again, but I think like at this point, it's just tradition for me and you, Cast, like uh, to watch like eighties movies. Yeah. It's like. There's a couple movies that we just rewatch forever. Some of them are great. Some of them are okay. But, like... I definitely acknowledge everything that's wrong with this movie yeah. while I watch it. It's yep. definitely not something I'm comfortable with. I could, I could see seeing that movie young and, like, being very... Like like I said, yesterday was the first time I've seen it all the way through. But yeah. I, I, like, how the scene plays, how busy it is, how exciting it is. My turn on my flashlight just now, like an old man. <laughs> I just called you mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm blinded. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that kind of sticking. I was I rewatched Heather's recently, and I, I did too. Oh. I was sewing to that movie, and it's I literally so stopped sewing, and I was like, <gasps> like just so like enamored by it. That's because... a movie. I was really happy that you enjoyed that movie. Uh, you had seen it recently because yeah. that's a movie that I probably just watch every year. Yeah. Just, same with my sister used to watch Empire Records a ton. Ooh. That's I've another movie that it. I'm like, the I don't outfits. know if that movie's good or I'm just like, I've seen it so many times that I just keep watching it. Like That's how I feel about 16 Candles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of outfits and 16 Candles, one thing that really stuck with me, I really got to get this out there, that opening fashion montage. Oh my gosh, yeah. the best part. Yeah. That the jacket with all the pins and then when they draw the heart on their knee. Yeah, that was yeah. just like archiving a moment mm. yeah. that I don't know how he was so tapped into it. But uh, yeah, he he nailed that. Style. Every time they cut to her, yes. And then Molly Ringwald wore like rags to the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Those pastel. Oh, I hate that outfit. Everything she wears is fine except for the dance outfit. It's just like this like weird hodgepodge of pastel pink and like netting. And you're just like, who hurt you? Well, I think it's frenetic and cool. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's definitely a movie that's sort of like near and dear to me. So like I, I, I watch it probably once a year. This is the first time I've watched it this year. Oh, Last wow. time I watched it, I was showing it to my boyfriend for the first time. And he was watching it and he just looked over and he's like, Cass, this movie's messed up. And I was like, I never really realized this until you pointed it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I watched oh, it no. <laughs> about three years ago with Alex and like he was like, okay no offense but I can't watch this and we like stopped it halfway through because he was just like this is not okay which I was like okay that was an accidental test you passed that's like me showing Connor uh, Crank recently and I was like now uh, I remember this movie being pretty racy but like it's pretty cool and then like, halfway through I was like we could just turn it off at any point he's like no let's finish it and I was like please can turn, we turn it off no I'm, I'm, very, I'm very much an advocate of like just watch it the whole way through yeah. because even with 16 Candles 
we were cracking up at one of the last jokes, and throughout the whole movie, we were just like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's funny when it's funny. Yeah, yeah it is, exactly. It's just like, it has moments. Yeah, yeah. It it's a movie does. of its time. Yeah, yeah. John and I don't think Cusack. you can ignore that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. John Husek. Ooh. <laughs> That's, That's all I got. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be so unprofessional. Do we need to wrap up? <laughs> uh... Yeah, well, I think yeah, we're about we got a like a minute or two. I mean, All right. Do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people after us, though. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they just gonna stare at us until we're done? They usually light a couple candles, stare at us. Like actually, sixteen of them. <laughs> they, All right. On that note, let's wrap up. Um. Thank y'all for joining. Yeah, us. absolutely. Um, this was incredible to do. I've had cinematically scarred on the back burner for two years now, and it feels incredible to finally do this and talk about yeah. a movie that we all had so much thought like so many thoughts about yeah. Yeah, together really <laughs> um, so connor and ned do y'all have anything to plug uh tomorrow night we're doing neo benchy yeah, at the secret yeah. group uh at 8 p.m mm-hmm. and then what the hell else are we doing we got a show coming up yeah so uh oh before that i want to plug december 13th swimwear department's doing a headlining show over at continental club that's your band it's got yeah it's my band uh it's got blazing black on it and free radicals three radically different pun intended uh bands on one fun ticket we're gonna have a ton of uh different kiosks there if you're familiar with swimmer department we're all about the kiosks baby so we're gonna have a pizza kiosk a cookie kiosk a hot dog kiosk it sounds like a uh, candy bar I do. We do not have anyone confirmed for candy yet. Do you have We're a kid? But if there's someone who vends candy that wants to do a kiosk at the uh, the Cold Cabana is what we're calling it. Hey, actually, it is a uh, um, the fundraising season. Mm-hmm. Ask, don't you have teachers in your band? Oh yeah, I should ask them. Yeah, ask them like, hey, fun. can we sell the the, the world's finest chocolate? <laughs> the original pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Get them while they're young. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, on uh, December 28th. Yeah, Effin' uh, Rager Nights. We're mm-hmm. bringing back our live stream. Uh, we've got a really fun show. We've got uh, some really cool stuff lined up. So come check it out. we got puppets, nuggets, and many, many more. <laughs> and we're writing a fun little video for it. Yeah, and it's also, that's going to be on our Twitch account. We're yeah. To, making the switch to Twitch. Yeah, starting, uh, uh, this will be our first little run with it. And then starting January, we're no longer on Facebook Live. We'll be moving directly over to Twitch. But don't worry, we'll give you heads up about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, if, but if you want to jump in now, F and Rager on Twitch, you can find that. I think there's a test video with my face on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and also, uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at Cliftocurrency as well as Twitter. So find me on both of those websites. I'm trying to put out fun stuff. And I'm in the middle of Darth Sember, where I watch everything <laughs> canonically uh, under the Star Wars mantle. And I'm not having fun. And I would oh, like yes. to. Oh, yes. After this, I want to talk to you about Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we don't have time to talk about it now, but. Um... I don't really have anything to plug. You can follow me on Instagram. I put a lot of work into my Instagram. It's at Cass Alamod, C-A-S-S-A-L-A-M-O-D. Uh, what about you, Tessa? Uh, I'm slowly working on a couple projects, but it's the busiest time of year yes. for me yeah. at work. Um, so it's like if I have energy, I'll have something ready. But I'm actually working on this project called Everybody, and I am trying to remake um it's a jerry and the pacemakers song everybody loves a clown um i want to remake it in like a, two to three different Will genres Joaquin phoenix be in it you know <laughs> maybe 
Um, AKA Daisy. <laughs> For those um, listening at home, we are all making Joker faces. You hear the gums? It's beautiful. <laughs> Am I a good dancer? It's <laughs> the best line. Um, so I'm trying to work on that. Um, but I uh, post a lot of updates on my Instagram as well because we all live on the internet. It's mm-hmm. what we do. And it's just the Mad Mod. Um, but the mad mod with an e is taken i'm the mad mod with a three <laughs> um but yeah that's all i have lined up for na- right now all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful thank you all all so much for listening and i promise me and tessa will be back soon with more episodes y'all have a good night Woo! Yes.